All right, there's activity over at Ubbin by State Farm Center on campus. There's tall lankies walking around, looking at facilities, asking questions. What is it, Scott Ritchie? After 14 months, recruiting is back, and Illinois has hosted you know half dozen recruits for unofficial visits already, and we're just getting back to normal. All right, in this week's Inside Illini Basketball, Rich will break down the recruiting. Talk you, talked about Jaden Shute being on campus today and the other kids that have preceded him. Come back for the scoop after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Good Monday morning again. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. I'm I'm not sure who this is across from me here in the podcast booth. Who? He's got a beard. Always had a beard. He's got a Eureka letter jacket on. I never had the the letter jacket. Had the letters and a pitchfork. I'm not sure what that's for. <laughs> in case you keep saying mean things about me. <laughs> oh, it's Scott Ritchie. Welcome back, Scott. That's what I'm getting to. It's been two weeks. Well, yeah, but. Only one missed, quote-unquote, missed podcast. Inexcusable. I mean, I'm pretty sure you missed a couple in a row. Don't remember this? Yeah. I do, though. All right. This is Inside Atlanta Basketball. We took a rare week off to celebrate Memorial Day last week. You're all right, Scott. You can you can take off. And then he had the audacity, Ed Bond, our producer, to take a couple days off last week. How dare I take advantage of the vacation that is allowed granted for me to take you're putting those in air quotes allowed not in my world scott ritchie back coming to work. from the guy who took vacation <laughs> before i did back to work ritchie well it's really glad to have you back here in the podcast booth as you know plenty happened in the two weeks we've taken off from a saint joe kid getting a scholarship offer to uh to kids coming on campus i, I saw did I see the shoot kid over at the Esquire at lunch an hour ago, or was I? Was that somebody else, tall and lanky and looking like a D one player? Well, I'm not sure if he was at the Esquire, but Jane Judith is in Champaign today, Monday, uh, for an unofficial visit. Um, the you know Illinois is I think, up to a half dozen of them so far All since right. June started, and you know uh, the recruiting dead period. That had gone on for 14 months, mm. ended. So things are getting back 
a little bit more to normal. All right, and those uh, in that long break, uh, you think Illinois changed its strategy of what it does when kids come on campus? Do you still take them down Green Street? Do you show them Lubbin? Do you show them the construction de- taking place? Do you go to the Esquire? Do you go to Harvest Market? Maybe a movie theater? What? I mean, <laughs> I'll say hopefully they take them to Harvest Market because that's across the street, and I can, I'll just hang out in the parking lot and see who's going. Um, I mean, you run them through State Farm Center, obviously. Uh, I'm not sure like where the construction, you know, is is at at Ubbin. I mean, they've ripped up the parking lot, and but I mean, you take them through the parts that you can, and just say, you know, by the time you get here, most of you, this place will be twice as big, uh, updated, renovated throughout, and like it was in 1998, maybe the best of its kind. Yeah. I mean, that's why Illinois. Is Putting you know together a forty million dollar renovation and, and expansion, they were the first to have this kind of standalone practice facility for basketball mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the late nineties. Then everybody else got them, and Illinois kind of fell behind in the never ending facilities arms race. So they're going to try and leapfrog back to the top. All right, can't wait to see what that looks like when it's finished. Uh, we've been seeing plenty of the Smith Center. Reminded how cool of a place that is. Don't know how many more years it will be considered cool with the rooftop uh, uh, golfing and the, the fire pits and the bowling alley and things like that. I mean, that would stay cool for me all the time. I just go hang out on the, the rooftop, play some mini golf, sit around the fire. That's perfect. All right. Football recruiting, as far as you know, going okay. Uh, they have been having a lot of visitors. Here's what struck my They take them to the State Farm Center, to the midcourt. Football players. Were they trying to just make sure that maybe we got some basketball players in that group too? Yeah, and I mean, when there were fans in the stands, like Illinois football team kind of showed up pretty regularly for basketball games, and you know, Lovey Smith was kind of a semi regular at State Farm Center. But I know you show them cool buildings on campus, and you know, a renovated State Farm Center is it's neat. But yeah, Illinois football's had I think even more visitors than basketball since again. Recruiting, jump started, and they got to commit today, just before the the podcast started. Um, class of twenty twenty two linebacker um, out of Juliet Catholic, Malachi Hood. So, Rebioma recruiting the state of Illinois. It's a novel concept. Might be working. All right. Well, football. Uh, that's for another day to talk because this is inside the line of basketball, Richie. In case you needed a reminder, um, I didn't. But again, okay. uh, you bring up football. All these it's been a couple of weeks. You've lost your touch, maybe. Yeah, that could be true. Okay. Uh, you talk about other visitors. Let's start with the Ty Pence kid. All right. St. Joseph Ogden, uh, smaller school in our area, uh, good athletic program. Um, should I be happy that this fella got an offer? I mean, I don't know why you would be upset that he got an offer. Don't look at me that way. So, I mean, sure. And. I think what's really played in Ty Pence's favor is not only the fact that he averaged 26 points and 10.5 rebounds last year, um, but I think he's grown like three or four inches in the last year plus. So he's kind of like a legit 6'6", interesting option on the wing. His recruitment's really still in the very beginning stages. He had an offer from Western Illinois first, then Illinois came in, kind of dropping the bomb there during... I guess it was after his, you know, unofficial visit last week. And then Marty Simmons, new EIU coach, jumped in with an offer as well. So 
the, the nascent stages of Ty Pence's recruitment, but the Illinois offer is kind of a a big one to get early, certainly. Wait, let me make sure I got this all correct. EIU offered him after Illinois offered him. And if that's what you indeed said, has this ever happened before in that order? I mean, I want to say no. Pretty and like I feel pretty positive about that. Okay. Um, although, I mean, Jermaine Hamlin did just transfer from Illinois to Eastern Illinois. That's a little different. I don't know what you're talking about. Former. Oh, I know what you're talking center. about. I just don't know how you're linking this to. Well, the they just the two schools okay. the same conversation. But in terms of like a, a recruit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Usually, Illinois and EIU don't fish from the same pond. All right. Say. Well, it's a local pond, so we'll give them that kind of like Homer Lake. We'll consider it. Yeah. Is I've caught some fish at Homer Lake. Have you? Yeah. All right. Good for you. Doesn't surprise Just me. Fun fact. Your straw hat and your overalls, probably. Your bamboo pole that you use. I'm actually pretty you, proficient with the bamboo bait, pole. Do you? <laughs> no, it's different kinds of bait. Worms. Worms. Yeah. Crankbait. <laughs> A jig. <laughs> Who else? Uh, okay, other than Ty Pence. You th- so, one more on him. He has a place here. He has a home, you think, if he says yes? I don't know that he could have said yes the day he got the offer. But, I mean, Illinois obviously invested some in him okay. and what he could do. But I, I'm be curious to see kind of how that all plays out. But, I mean, if he keeps improving, because he had a really good freshman year, obviously – Really good sophomore year. Keeps improving. Maybe he gets even a little taller. Be interesting to see what he could do. All right. Uh, not our player of the year uh, for the shortened 21 season. That was Jalen Quinn from Tuscola, who I saw got a offer from SLU. Yeah, he was on an unofficial visit on Saturday. Okay. With the Billikens. Still, I still see Illinois mentioned among the teams he is uh, maybe interested in or maybe they're interested in him. Where do we stand with Jalen Quinn? It's a little bit of a, a reset. Um, you know, Chin Coleman was, I guess, sort of leading that recruitment, and obviously he's no longer here. Um, I'm not sure where the level of interest is. I mean, I think I'm always still keeping an eye on him. Uh, he's a really good player. Um, and I think you know, the pandemic hurt him because you know, last year he would have gotten to run with the Illinois Wolves. Maybe, you know, showcases game on you know a national stage a little more didn't get that opportunity is getting that this year so i think still there, there's time for jalen to maybe get the the higher level offers um particularly i think you know july could be a really big month for him all right scott ritchie our basketball beat writer thank you for bringing back college basketball extra in sunday's news gazette print edition it was spectacular until the very end when you slipped up and had something written about Rutgers. Who is in the Big Ten and in the around the Big Ten portion of the of College Basketball Extra, um, they qualify. Mm, didn't read a word of it. Still a big Steve Peichel <laughs> friend. <laughs> uh, your top ten list, uh, you didn't mess that up. Oh, top ten teams that crushed it in the portal this season. Uh, one Big Ten team made that list. The home of Jim Rosso. The Indiana Hoosiers. They did pretty well. And, you know, Maryland did well in the portal, you know, additionally. I mean, they got two 
pieces that they really needed. But I thought, you know, Indiana, it was more about, you know, <laughs> getting the guys back out of the portal that entered it when the coaching change happened. But um, added some interesting pieces. Xavier Johnson, guard out of Pittsburgh. Miller Kopp, big, you know, Big Ten people know kind of what he can do after a few seasons at Northwestern. They got a big guy and Michael Durr out of South Florida, which is basically, hey, Trace Jackson Davis, you don't have to play center all the time now, which I think is sort of you know, a good thing because he's not a center. Uh, and then, you know, Parker Stewart was a mid-year transfer from UT Martin. Um, interesting guard, started his career at Pitt, went in the portal again after Archie Miller was fired, but then came back. So um, all guys I think that will contribute. All right, you had Kentucky 1, Texas 2, Kansas 3, Alabama 4, Virginia 5. How close was Illinois to making this top 10 list in teams that crushed the portal? They would have been maybe in the receiving votes category. All right. I mean, because they got two good ones, I think, in Alfonso Plummer and Omar Payne. Guys that, especially Payne in a position of need, you know, as a likely starting center, you know, if Kofi Coburn, in fact, is done, which think he is but uh, there might be a way back for him maybe you know he won't have to make that decision until the first week of july uh, or 10 days after the the combine um omar Payne is like a need alfonso Plummer. i mean i don't know if they needed another guard but he adds another really good shooter to the mix so they did well and given that there's still you know, one open scholarship for sure. Two, probably if Kofi Coburn stays in the draft as expected. You know, Illinois can can add to that mix. Right. Well, they'll have to add to that mix. I know Illinois does uh, doesn't uh, hasn't hired its uh, last remaining assistant coach. At least uh, last I checked at twelve fifteen today. Yeah, I was sort of like surprised it didn't happen while I was gone. Because I mean, this has taken a, a bit of time, mm-hmm. and like we mentioned, recruiting is back. You know, coaches won't be on the road really until later this month, where there's uh, June is when you know each state can host like high school team events. Um, but that's coming, and then July is obviously the big get out on the road and kind of get a look nationally at some recruits. We kind of think you'd want to have all three assistants at that point. Enjoyed the Chester Frazier story you wrote um, in Sunday's News Gazette. So of the the hire they did make with him seems to be paying off. Yeah, and he's been really active. Uh, lots of new offers out, kind of opening Illinois up a little more to you know, Florida and the southeast, um, kind of that, that DMV area around Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, it's a good one. I think Jeff Alexander getting promoted was a good move as well. They just they need a, a third coach in there. All right, when is Scott Ritchie, beat writer extraordinaire, going to be able to interview these guys face-to-face? You know, we've had now 15 months of Zoom interviews. I mean, I hope soon. And... I mean, I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I think all, you know, all the coaches are. I think the players are as well. So I think that should be a 
back on the table soon. I mean, that's my hope. I, well, after 15 months of Zoom, maybe they like that level of control uh, over the interviews. So uh, fingers crossed that we'll get back in person. All right, shortly. who's the one you're most looking forward to shaking hands with, pulling up a chair next to, looking eye to eye? It's a good question. I think it's Andre Curbelo because I've only maybe talked to him in person one time. It's crazy. Because like, when he committed, obviously I got him on the phone and I did talk to him at Rutgers. Fun fact for you, your favorite Big Ten team. You know, the game Illinois played out there February of 2020. Um, and then, you know, he month later the pandemic hits he arrives on campus and then it's just been through the computer screen ever since so yeah i think that he'd be at the top of my list because he's a you know really thoughtful interview fun you know he likes to joke around some so be be nice to talk to him in person for the first time in you know almost a year and a half all right speaking of the current roster what are they doing right now where will they spend their summer well, they're going to spend the rest of their summer starting, you know, next week. Really, right here in Champaign. Um, you know, after the NCAA tournament ended, um, they basically got their release right there. It was like all their classes were online, so it was like you guys. It's been a crazy year. You can go home, and we'll see you in June. But June is here, and the the eight week. Summer school session starts, I believe, next week um, or here shortly. So they'll be back for that and for some summer workouts. And then things will kind of, I mean, again, things are a little more back to normal. That's the way a typical summer works. They go from kind of second week of June through early August with classes and workouts and then they get a little time to go home and then they're back mid late-ish August for the start of the school year and then that's just 100% focused towards the season. The season which will have fans in the stands again. That would be great to see uh, later this week. Uh, Illinois will open up for good, the state. Uh, you've seen a lot of sports news. Uh, the Cubs going 100% capacity. Can't wait to get the clearance to do some tailgating for, for uh, here we go, football again. That will be fun. And I, I might actually get to tailgate a little bit. Yeah. Colin Likas, Bob Osperson will be spearheading our football coverage, and I'll wave to them <laughs> from the parking lots. That uh, that will start with a doozy, Nebraska in town. like that for an opener. Uh, the basketball schedule, bits and pieces have come out, of course. We won't uh, know its entirety for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, again, maybe if we're in a more typical year now, um, by the end of July, usually, we have you know what the full schedule will be like. The Big Ten has announced everybody's playing, but they don't have the dates yet that it's typically a late summer thing. Um, Baked in ACC Challenge, Gavit Games, again, that's sort of a, a July staple when for news uh, as far as the schedule goes. I mean, obviously, we know Arizona's coming to Champaign, then Illinois is going to Kansas City for the Hall of Fame Classic. Uh, we'll play Arkansas, Kansas State, Cincinnati, two of those three. Um, but then, yeah, like kind of the early non-conference games, 
you know, to start the year. We don't know those. But yeah, I'm looking. I, that's always the one that I like to. I like to get the schedule. I like to know kind of what's coming up. Trent Frazier, that was your uh, the theme of statistically speaking, your data dive, your weekly data dive, which I uh, I stomached, I guess, this week. It was pretty straightforward. It, it was all right. You didn't reach. Not a lot of super advanced stats. No, you kept it simple, which I can understand. That's important. Yeah. Basically, could, Trent Frazier, important. Yeah, and it could be a, a bit of a – a revisit to freshman year, Trent Frazier, um, sophomore year, Trent Frazier, where his role offensively was bigger. Um, and then that changed, obviously, as I would assume, became the guy you know, on the Illinois roster. And they kind of figured out how to play you know, in the same backcourt and you know, really thrive together. But Iowa's gone, and someone's going to need to kind of step up into a bigger role. And if... You just kind of only have to look back to the Michigan game last season, where Iowa was out with you know the the broken nose and the the facial fracture, I guess, and the concussion. And and Trent showed the best of both sides of his game. I mean, he really kind of stepped up offensively. You know, put together a really good game that way. It was attacking the basket, which was you know not something he always does, and finishing. And then, but there was not a drop-off defensively either, even with him expending maybe a bit more effort and energy on the offensive end because he just bottled up Michigan guard Mike Smith, who had one of his worst games of the year. So I think that that could be a model. I don't know if you'll get Trent going for, what was it, 25 or so points every game, but there will be more from him, I think, offensively. Lauren Tate called, uh, reminded everybody that Illinois is a golf school. In his Sunday News Gazette. True or false? Well, he's not wrong. I mean, okay. Illinois made the, the quarterfinals again, match play. I mean, that's okay. kind of become the standard. It had been a couple of years, but. What I'm getting to is he said Illinois probably won't be a top 25 team in basketball. All right. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. There's like that very minuscule chance that they could be. Because if Kofi Coburn does come back, like. He changes the calculus on that, and because he will be a real serious contender for Big Ten preseason Player of the Year, preseason preseason All American, um, and he makes them a top twenty five team, top fifteen team, maybe. But if he doesn't come back, it's it's different, and and they're not, and Lauren's not wrong about that. Scott Ritchie, top twenty five voter. As we remind your friends back in Eureka a lot. Okay. Who's your number one team, buddy? Don't tell me it's too soon either. Well, it's not. Well, I mean, it is, but it's also not because it's Gonzaga. <sighs> <laughs> Why, Richie? Why? That tall, skinny guy coming in, best player in the of all the freshmen? Um, Chet Holmgren, certainly. Okay. Adds to the the equation there. Uh, but Drew Timmy's coming back. He'll be a... Okay. I need more than that. You got Chet Holmgren. Um, <laughs> got Hunter Salas, another five-star guard. Like, Gonzaga has two five-star recruits coming in this year. Uh, that's... How'd they do in the title game? Well, they lost right. the title game. Mm. 
I'm not sure why I'm, that impacts just, next year's ranking. I'm just trying to prove you wrong. But Andrew Nimhard's coming back as well in the backcourt. And then, you know, they had several guys that didn't really have big roles last season that are really good players, and they'll kind of elevate into Will they now? Spots. How about the UCLA team they barely beat with everybody back and then some? Well, is it everybody? Johnny Juzang, I think, is still considering. Yeah, he, he texted options. me earlier. Oh, did he? You know, I'm texting the texting level with Johnny Juzang. Mm-hmm. Like, if he comes back, then, yeah, I think UCLA is a, they're a real contender for number one as well. I'll try to talk you off the ledge regarding Gonzaga just because, um, well, I'm right, first of all. Okay. And second of all, I'm tired of getting burned by the Bulldogs. Is that their nickname even? Teams that you don't know the nicknames of can't be number one. Well, see, I can vote them number one then because I do know that it's the Bulldogs. Okay. And my stupid human trick is I basically, I think I know like all 357 Division One nicknames. Vermont. Catamounts. Very good. I was at a graduation party yesterday of a future Catamount. They showed me the Vermont flag. I did not know the answer. Oh, yeah, I couldn't tell you that, but college nicknames, that's... All right. Well, that's good to know. I'll quiz you every week starting next week. Okay. In fact, we had questions from our readers, and I forgot to bring them in, so I apologize. Well, uh, unless you brought them yourselves, yourself. Um, I do have a couple here. All right. Fire away. You ask yourself the question. Okay. And let me take a break. So this is from our avid listener, Craig. The f- number one, ESPN's Bracketology put Illinois as a sixth seed for the 2022 NCAA tournament. Where would I project them and why? Okay. I mean, six is probably, for this team, without kind of knowing, you know, maybe, you know, how much Coleman Hawkins will have improved you know, when he's in the thick of it, you know, what Austin Hutcherson's role might be. Um, the front court issues. I think six is probably a ceiling. Um, it's, I think it's an NCAA tournament team for sure. So anywhere like between six, seven, eight, nine, you know, in that range, I think is is safe. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm just okay. You want to answer another one? I'm just trying to you know come up with a good one here. Um. Given lessons learned about last-minute scheduling during COVID times, will Illinois leave one game unscheduled by December 1st to create you know, an opportunity, perhaps, to schedule a really good team, a top-20 team? And I think that might be a thing, uh, but only for basketball, because, like, football, like, Illinois scheduled out, you know, through, like, 2029 with some games against Missouri, which is, is bizarre to me. It's bonkers. But for basketball, and it showed last year where like games just sort of popped up. And part of that was, you know, openings created because some opponent you were supposed to play had COVID and they couldn't play. But it's an interesting kind of wrinkle. And you get through the early part of the schedule in November and maybe there's a game like in mid-December and you're feeling good about your team. And like, okay, let's get a resume booster here just to prop this up a little bit. And, of course, you're going to have to count on 
you know, other good teams doing the same. I think that's the, you don't want to leave a gap in the schedule, like hoping that, say, who someone only doesn't play very often in the conference, like someone in the SEC will do the same, and turns out they don't, then you end up playing a D2 school or something that means nothing. You really think that COVID will be an issue this season? Uh, still, hope not. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening. I don't see teams backing out or canceling games. Yeah, I just so you're kind of just counting on teams liking the idea of right you know, how they were able to schedule a bit last year and moving forward with that. I know you're clearly not favorite team Gonzaga. Like they're interested in a lot of one-off. Type mm-hmm. games, because you know they'll they'll take all they can get in the non-conference. Because once they hit the West Coast Conference season, they're I mean they'll get BYU twice and like St. Mary's twice, and that's about as good as it gets. But it's an interesting idea, one I kind of like, but it's just it's so reliant on <laughs> other people that you just don't want to be left holding the bag, and you'll wind up playing a D two or a D three or an NAI. School. NAIA school that does absolutely nothing for your program. All right, that's Scott Reggie every morning, 6 a.m., com. Good morning, Alana Nation. Keep that stuff coming. What are some of the recruits, uh, recruiting targets we're going to be reading about this week from you? Well, just in terms of new offers, there's a handful of them over the last week. We'll just run through those real quickly. Um, Jay-Z on Gortman is a class of 22 Point guard out of Columbia, South Carolina. Um, five-star recruit, top 15 player, um, at least in terms of rivals recruiting rankings because none of them are, you know, really worked well. You know, he's 49th with 24-7 sports, 13th with rivals, 20th with ESPN. That's just you know, no real consensus, consensus there. Um, Sean Phillips is a class of 2022 center, um, originally from Ohio, plays at... Um, Ipsy Prep in Michigan it was the school slash team created by Imani Bates' dad last year. Um, Imani Bates, of course, being the number one recruit in that class. Um, four-star recruit, top 45 kind of guy. Um, I mean, Imani Bates was sort of like the team for them last year, but he put up decent numbers, I think, in kind of a forced secondary role. Um, Looking further ahead, class of 2024, John Bowl plays at St. Louis Christian Academy, 7'2", 15-year-old. Um, okay. So he's pretty skinny, I think you can imagine at that point. But So that's kind of a long-term play there. Um, Tiki Musaka is a class of 2023 center, originally from the Congo, plays at Jordan High School in Durham, North Carolina, for Rashid Wallace is his High school coach, I just I love that. And then maybe a player some of our local listeners remember, uh, Kylan Boswell, uh, led Urbana to state uh, as a seventh grader, then moved out to California. Um, now has an Illinois offer. Um, he was a Max Preps like third team All American last year as a freshman, uh, a freshman All American. Um, plays at a, now another different school in California. Um, with Dior Johnson, who's a, a five-star recruit in the 2022 class. Um, still playing really well, but uh, 
kind of a, a hometown kid there that, that left, and maybe maybe Illinois can lure him back. But yeah, he had, I think to get Urbana to State, he had like a half-court shot. Um, I think it was 2018, so just a, a name maybe some of you remember. Good stuff, Scott Ritchie. Uh, again, follow along every morning. Uh, submit your questions. Scott has vowed to make it two weeks in a row that he'll be back here next Monday. Says he won't take any more vacation and is at your service, basically. We'll be here next week. Made no such promise not to take any more vacation, um, but at least not for a month or so. All right, Scott, appreciate you coming back. Looking forward to what you got this week, and we'll talk to you next Monday.